This episode is sponsored by Acuity, our 2018 software of choice. Acuity Scheduling is your online assistant working 24-7 to fill your schedule. No more phone tag. Clients can quickly view your real-time availability and self-book their own appointments and even pay online and reschedule with a click. Handle all of your forms before the appointment so you can get right to doing the massage you do best. Look and act professional by offering convenient scheduling to your clients that matches your brand and your voice. Customer support is a delight, and Acuity Style will help you relax and have fun running your business again. Check out the special 45-day free offer at massagebusinessblueprint.com acuity. everyone, welcome to the Massage Business Blueprint Podcast, where we discuss the business side of massage therapy. I am Alyssa Haynes. And I'm Michael Reynolds. And every single time you like open and kind of do the intro, I'm just astounded at how like bold and businessy you sound. I love it. Thank you. I can pull it together <laughs> on occasion, not frequently and not Like you really minutes. sell it. Like you really <laughs> sell it more than I do. I'm just going to say it. I watched a lot of like morning TV news shows as a child. So I've got like <laughs> like the original, I know it's not like the original Good Morning America, but like Joan London was the host when I was growing up. And um, I try to just pretend that like I'm, yeah. That's yeah, I think I remember on. her actually. Yeah. She was the call. best. She was really the best. So we're, we're just going to bring it in. We're going to bring it in fast here. And I'm pretty excited about today's topic partly because Michael's doing the heavy lifting and also because Michael is doing the heavy lifting. So Michael, what is our topic today? <laughs> I love that your sole source of excitement about our topic is that you don't have to do it. <laughs> so, Zero uh, prep work for me. Hey, it's fair. It's fair. So our topic today comes from actually today's office hours for premium members, which for those who have not joined office hours, it is a uh, two or three times, two, three, four times a month, we get together via virtual video conference and people all around the country and the world sometimes join. And we have about an hour where we can set aside to work on you know, asking questions and sharing best practices and challenging each other and supporting each other and kind of helping crowdsource ideas to help uh, get through hurdles in our massage businesses. So it's a really, I think it's like the coolest thing about our premium membership actually. But anyway, uh, we had a great discussion today in office hours about goal setting. And so specifically, it was about how goal setting works or how it doesn't work or if it does work for people and um, how to set goals and reach them, et cetera, and all the stuff. So it was a great discussion. And you know, we kicked around some alternative ways of looking at goal setting. So I thought today we would bring that to our podcast audience and talk about goal setting and specifically the cookbook method of goal setting, which I will explain uh, shortly here. So you okay if I jump in? Just do it, man. Just do it. All right, let's do it. So, so let's talk about goal setting first. We'll talk about goal setting and kind of the the problematic parts of it, uh, and then after halftime, I'll kind of share the cookbook method of goal setting that I use and lots of other people use also, but that I really like. So, goal setting. So, what do we do when we set goals? So, setting goals always sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? Like it sounds like you know all the gurus and the leadership people tell you, hey, you should set goals and you know put them on a dream board and write them down and stick them on your mirror and set all these goals, right? And and so we're kind of trained and conditioned by all these people yelling at us to set goals. So what do we do? We set goals. We write them down. We make big lofty goals. We stick them on the mirror. We do all this stuff and. 
And what are some examples of some of these goals that we can set? So in our massage businesses, what are some things we could do? Well, we could say, for example, you know, a hypothetical goal might be, um, let's say I want to grow my practice by, you know, grow my revenue by 10%. I want to make, you know, 10% more money. Or let's say I want to make $50,000 net this year. Or let's say I want to increase my client load from 10 to 15 per week. Or let's say I want to do X, Y, or Z or whatever. And these goals are all based on these big objectives that are kind of a big milestone that we think sounds good. But if we stop and think about it, the problem that we always have with these goals is we don't really have control over it. So think about making $50,000 a year net. Okay. Do you really have control over how much money you make? Now, obviously there's arguments to be made. Yeah, we're in control of our destiny, et cetera, which is all true. But when it comes down to it, can you predict the future and say that I am going to push this magic button or you know, whatever, and I'm going to definitely make $50,000 next year. You can't guarantee that. You can't say that that is something that you have complete control over. Uh, or, you know, I want to increase my, um, I want to be seeing 15 clients a week instead of 10. Okay, that sounds great. And yeah, you can certainly achieve that. But is that something you literally have control over? Can you force five extra clients per week to start coming in on a regular basis? No, you can't force people to do that. You can't force something like that to happen. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, the problem with goals, and those are just some pretty modest examples of goals. I mean, you know, we can set bigger goals, um, you know, like I want to, uh, I'm going to hire three new people in my massage business within the next year. Okay, there's, again, that's a goal that you can't control. You can't force the universe to send you three qualified people. You can't force the universe to, um, pour enough money into your massage business to afford, you know, new employees, whatever. So, so we set these goals and then what happens? Well, sometimes we reach those goals and we feel great. That's fine. And some people are really good at that. Some people are very motivated by these big kind of uh, ethereal goals that are targets on the wall to shoot for. Um, but the problem is sometimes we don't meet those goals and then we end up feeling bad about it. Uh, or, some people like me don't get motivated by these goals. They, you know, they sit there on the wall as a big bullseye target. And all we see is this big gap between where we are now and where we want to be. And we haven't thought through how we get there. And we're not focusing on how we get there. We're focusing on how do I get to that goal? But all the steps in between are what's missing. And so, again, this is not a problem for everybody. Some people are very motivated by the big bullseye goal they can shoot for, but a lot of people are not. And so I'm speaking to the people that are not. <laughs> that's, that's kind of who I'm talking to today. And I'm one of them, and so I really can relate to that. So, so what do we do if we're the type of person who's like me, who doesn't really get motivated by sticking a bullseye on a wall that is somewhat out of our control? So we'll talk about what I like to call the cookbook method of goal setting after halftime. So stay tuned for that. But first, um, I do want to spend a couple minutes talking about our halftime sponsor, which is, who's our halftime sponsor today, Alyssa? Our halftime sponsor is Ho-Hoba! Ho-Hoba! This episode is happily sponsored by the Ho-Hoba company. I believe that massage therapy... <clears throat> I got so emotional. I <clears throat> <up there. clears throat> Excuse me. I firmly believe that massage therapists should only be using the highest quality products because our clients deserve it 
and our bodies deserve it. And I've been using jojoba for years because it is non-allergenic. I can safely use it on any client and every client without fear of an allergic reaction. I'm going to go off script here and tell you that I had three different clients over the last couple of weeks tell me that, what it, ask me, what are you using on my skin? I, I love that I never leave here feeling greasy. And I said to them, I am using jojoba. It's not comedogenic. It doesn't clog pores. So if you have clients with acne, this is a great choice for them. We love it. We love the company. And you, my friends, can get 10% off uh, orders of $35 or more when you shop through our link, which is massagebusinessblueprint.com slash jojoba. That's J-O-J-O-B-A. And thank you, jojoba, for being our sponsor. I feel like if we're ever having a bad day, all we have to do is talk about Jojoba. We really do. It's a wonderful company. <laughs> we just love them product. so much. <laughs> I do too. So, Michael, uh, now that we've learned that not goals don't work for everyone uh, and that maybe we need to focus on things that we can do versus things we cannot control, how do we do that? Well, I would love to talk about it, but at first I want to kind of see if you have any thoughts as well. Are you? I know that you um, – maybe kind of struggle with the same thing sometimes. How do you feel about those kind of goals? I like to set um, loose goals in that, like, I don't want to say like, I want you to see 19 clients a week. I need to say, okay, my goal is like 55 to 62 clients a month. Um, I do better with that um, because it gives me a rough gauge. And, but, but I also do not do well with like financial goals with like money income earning. So like if I say, okay, I want to earn $1,500 this week and I've only earned $1,400 and someone calls and wants a massage, but I don't feel like working late the next day to fit them in, like I'm not motivated by money. So I'll just refuse that call. Um, so, so loose goals work well for me, but I do better when I have a plan of action in front of me as well. Yeah. And that's actually a great segue because the plan of action is the key. So, so again, uh, some people really don't get motivated by the goal on the wall or the target. And so, so what do we do? Well, it's really important to me to focus instead of on goals, focus on habits and specific uh, actions, specific things we can do, specific activities. So it's activities and habits that are really what you can control. Again, you can't control how much you, you literally cannot control how much money you make. You literally cannot control uh, exactly how many clients come into your door in a week. But if we focus on the things we can control, suddenly we get motivation. We actually can focus on the things that uh, give us wins. We can focus on the things that give us momentum, that lower stress. And guess what happens? The goals that we would have set happen anyway as a byproduct because we can start to pick out certain activities and habits that lead to predictable results. Not guaranteed results, but predictable results. So here's an example. Let's say you're a massage therapist that is doing no marketing. You're just, maybe you're brand new, you get maybe five clients a week on average coming in. Um, you really want to grow and you're not doing anything. Okay, great. So do you think that if you started to go to one networking event per week, and you started to run a series of Facebook ads with a defined budget and a defined audience and stuck with it for you know a few months and started sending an email newsletter and started asking uh, your current clients for referrals on a very consistent regular basis uh, or doing whatever number of other activities. If you did those things on a consistent basis for the next three to six months, do you think something would change? 
I would argue, yes, something would likely change. Um, you might not suddenly be, you know, making triple your income right away, but you would likely get more clients in the door and you would likely start making more money. So if you focus on things that you can control, some people like me get a lot further with this. So again, some examples I already mentioned. So can you control how many networking events you get to in a week? Absolutely. You have 100% control over that. You can look at your calendar and you can say, hey, in my town, there are X number of networking events throughout the month. I'm going to go to one of them per week. And, you know, aside from unforeseen emergencies, you literally have 100% control over if you do that. You have 100% control over how often you share information on social media. You have 100% control on how many emails you send throughout the week to your clients to get them to come in for maybe open booking appointments or remind them to, um, to come in for X number of, you know, or whatever situation or holiday or whatever it is. Um, if you start to blog or do a podcast or do videos, uh, you literally have 100% control over how often you do those things. So if you focus on habits and the activities, this becomes what I call your cookbook. And I didn't make up this term, by the way. This is actually a, in the world of sales uh, and sales training, this is a term. The cookbook term was coined by uh, the Sandler training system where um, it's a specific type of sales system where they teach salespeople and sales managers specifically how to manage salespeople. And a lot of people think that if you manage salespeople by giving them quotas, that's the way to do it. But guess what happens when you manage salespeople by giving them quotas? They freak out. They don't meet their quotas because it's a big scary number and they burn out. So instead what you do is you give them a spreadsheet or a list or whatever and you say, you know what? Don't worry about your quota. I want you to make 100 calls a week and I want you to send 50 emails per week, all the prospective clients or, or prospect list or whatever. And I want you to go to three events per week. All I care is that you do those things. And at the end of the week, we're going to look at your spreadsheet and we're going to see, okay, did you make 100 calls this week? Did you send 50 emails this week? Did you go to three events this week? And if that person says yes, then they have met their requirements for the week. And again, they have 100% control over if they do those things or not. And so we've learned over time that sales managers can see that if their salespeople are doing those things on a consistent basis, the sales happen. The sales just start to happen because those are byproducts of those specific activities. So that's my spiel. It's pretty simple. Um, it's not much more complicated than that, but I really like, and it really helps me to shift my focus away from, you know, the big lofty goal of X dollars annual revenue this year or X number of clients this week or X dollars this month or whatever it might be. Instead, it really helps me to set up a, a set of habits that are not, defined by, you know, in this particular time, like a smart goal, but it's, it's basically, hey, I'm going to start a habit of blogging once a week or once a month, or I'm going to start a habit of going to one networking event per week, or I'm going to start a habit of sitting down with a referral partner uh, once every month and going through this agenda. And if you start to create those habits and act on those habits and do them on a consistent basis, um, likely the rest will happen the money will come, the clients will come, the business will grow. So that's my spiel. I'd love to hear your thoughts, Alyssa, but that really works for me and a lot of other people.
what would be a couple of examples? Well, I guess you kind of you kind of uh, mentioned it already. Like I was thinking examples of what what would be in someone's cookbook, what would be a regular activity, but mm -hmm. like attending a networking event, writing a blog post, um, going to meet another local business owner, uh, making one one to one connection with another local business owner, or a potential referral partner a week, something like that. Yeah, so, all those things. Yeah, all yeah. the all the marketing stuff we teach and have been teaching for the last three to four years. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, do you have anything else to say about that before I segue into a little announcement of our project that we're gonna do? Um, I just want kind of using ourselves as an example. Um, we, we I don't think we've ever set out with specific podcast goals. Um, we never said, hey, we want to get X number of downloads per month, which would have been a, that would have been a really easy goal that people would say, oh, that's a great goal for you to set. You know what? We have no control over that. We have no control over how many people download our podcast. Actually, we, I did do that once. Remember last year, um, we, we kept coming really close to like oh, 20,000 downloads in a month. And I was like, oh, you know what? In January, I want to get 20,000 downloads. But to do that, and because I set that goal, we even did a podcast episode about this. I'm going to have to go look it up. Um, because I set that goal, uh, when I set it, I gave myself a list of things to do to meet it. And I was like, I am going to make sure that I and my personal networks of massage therapists are sharing links to my podcast more often. I am going to reach out to industry leaders and friends who I know if they shared my podcast, I would get lots of new listeners. And so I made a point to do that. I made more regular postings. I posted some of our really good like vintage stuff from back when we began that are still popular topics. And I asked friends, hey, if you're listening to the podcast, can you tell a friend? And we totally topped like 20,000. It might have been when we were trying to get 10,000 a month. Um, I don't remember it was so um, exactly, but it wasn't just that I was like, the goal was kind of arbitrary. I was like, hey, let's throw a dart at the board and see what number would be good. But then I, I daily did the actions to make that happen. So it was, it was a good pairing of, of systems. Yeah, fair enough. And maybe you're destroying my theory here. But, <laughs> but my, uh, my, my, my thinking um, in addition to that was that I, I personally, I mean, yeah, it was fun to do that. But over the long haul, over the, you know, I guess four years-ish we've been doing this, um, my plan and theory and expectation was if we simply do a great podcast episode every single week without fail, then the numbers will come. And they did. And now we're at like 25,000 downloads a month. And so um, that predictable habit of never missing a week of recording. We've never missed a week, have we? Ever. We have not. Yeah. We've never missed a week of recording. And that consistency and that habit has led to a lot of the success and the, the exposure. So. But what I also wanted to say was coming off of that month where I like really wanted us to get to a certain number, those same habits that I created that month stuck and I do them more now. Yeah, that makes sense. So it has, it has created like exponential growth. Yeah. But so I had an interesting thing happen in um, March where we ran a little pilot project called the March Massage Room Project and we took a group of our premium members. And we said, hey, do you want to be part of this project that's going to help you figure out what to post on your social media, specifically Instagram and your Google My Business page? And I'm going to give you, I gave everyone a whole stack of like sample posts um, based on my own. We focused on the massage room um, and like what's in your massage room and how to tell the world how you thought through how you set up your massage room and your business 
And I provided a whole bunch of sample posts based on my office and that that helped and inspired people to create their own month's worth daily almost. It wasn't specific. It didn't have to be like exactly every day. Um, and it went really well. We had so many people. I, I don't know. I'm trying to look at how many exactly we had participate. And I can't remember now. But um, we ran this project through March. You might have seen on some of our social media. We hashtagged it with um, Blueprint Massage Room. And, you know, we just kind of did our wrap up the first week in April because this project ran through March. And we had such great results. Like my, I posted on my Google My Business page and my, uh, my, I can't, I, I, my analytics went crazy. I got lots more traffic to my website. I got a lot more visits, uh, phone calls from my Google My Business page, uh, all kinds of traffic going on. I can't find the verbiage right now. And rave reviews from the people who participated. And I'm telling you about this because we are going to do it again in May. So if you want to increase your traffic, make a habit of posting on your business social media accounts, you want to, uh, you need a little help, you need a little nudge, you want to improve your search engine optimization. If you want to more fully educate your clients and potential clients about what kind of work you're doing and how it could help them, or if you just generally need a kick in the pants to get this done, you should consider joining our May Massage Room project. You can go to massagebusinessblueprint.com slash massage room. I think that's right, Michael. That's correct. Massage Excellent. room. All one word. Yeah, no dashes. Yep, you're going to sign up there. It is free for premium members of our website. There will be, uh, there will, there's, uh, words are hard today. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> sick, everybody. I'm sick for like three weeks. It's full of snot, isn't it? I'm so tapped out on various uh, medicines right now. So I apologize for being fuzzy. Um, so when you go to massagebusinessblueprint.com slash massage room, there'll be a button for premium members to sign up for free. And there will be a button if you're not a premium member, maybe you should become one or you can hit the, the join button and there is a small fee to participate in this. You're going to get all kinds of support in a private Facebook group for all 31 days of May and all sorts of sample postings. And it's going to be great, but you can go to massagebusinessblueprint.com slash massage room for all the details and we'll make it happen. And that is what I wanted to tell you about. I've been excited to tell you about it for a couple of weeks, but we had to get it all set up and I had to run, finish my beta test and I'm excited to do it. And that's a prime example of what we just talked about today because you didn't focus on, hey, we're going to set a goal of growing X, Y, or Z or whatever. All we're going to do is focus on the very specific tactics of posting on this regular schedule. And you really did a good job of focusing people on getting them to stay focused on that. And then we got all these byproduct stories of people saying, hey, all these new clients came in and my web traffic skyrocketed and all these great things happen and as a byproduct. So great example. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> glad that I could was, help. Uh, so yeah, uh, perfect. that's... That's it, everybody. Thanks for sticking it out with us in this uh, episode. And Michael, thank you for sharing your cookbook stuff with us. I always like hearing about it. It My motivates pleasure. me and makes me feel a little, a little more uh, on track, and that's helpful. And everyone, if you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at podcast at massagebusinessblueprint.com. And Michael and or I actually will answer you. We answer our own emails. And uh, yeah, no assistance to handle that. We just do it. So holler if you have questions and have a super productive day. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>